1: Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, Scott Duffy, CEO and founder of The Launch Project. As promised, is our second guest on the program. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show might be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the program. Our exclusive prospect engagement program delivers up to 23 warm leads to each of our advertisers each year. To learn more, contact Rose Chamara at 951-515-4661. Give that number to you again, 951-515-4661. Welcome to the show, Scott. It's great to be here. Let's start. It's great to have you, obviously. Let's start by asking you, share a little bit about your professional background. How did you get to this point
2: You know, it's crazy. I I started my career uh, out of college working for best-selling author and speaker Tony Robbins. I've heard of him. Yes, and I promoted Tony and Jim Rohn and some other people in the space. And then kind of by chance in my mid-20s, I made it up to the Bay Area and had a chance to be really kind of early in consumer Internet and had a chance to work at a very early stage for several small businesses that became big brands like CBS Sportsline, Hmm. NBC Internet, FoxSports.com. And the last business I started uh, was like Expedia for private jets. It was called Smart Charter. Okay. And I sold that business to Richard Branson, the Virgin Group, and ran it for him for a couple of years. Nice. And uh, what I do today is take all that that knowledge that I, you know, everything that I've learned, being around all these amazing innovators and entrepreneurs. Right. And and just try and share it with others to help, you know, people all over the world to live their dreams through entrepreneurship. It's the hardest thing to do in business,
1: in my opinion, is start a business. Because the world... Could care less, right? They don't even know you exist. And many times the entrepreneur, it's in your own uh, makeup to fight through some of the challenges to get that business to become relevant in the marketplace.
2: Well, that's true, and I think that as entrepreneurs, so many people focus on the wrong thing first. Really? I think that as opposed to, you know, focusing on the business side of entrepreneurship, like those the strategies and tactics around writing a plan and raising capital and, you know, taking an MVP to market, what they need to focus on is the personal side of entrepreneurship. Really? Cuz I think that's 80% of what it takes get out of in time. order to be successful. Why do you say that? Well, just in my experience that that's that's what I've learned. You know, it's, it's everything from learning how to manage your personal finances to managing your personal relationships at home okay. to learning how to manage your mindset so that you can get through the ups and downs that you right. go through every single day right. as an entrepreneur. And I think that when you, you start to get those things right, things will click in your business. And when things become difficult, like they always do when you're an entrepreneur, when times get tough at work, right. you know, if you've got the personal side mastered, nailed down, it's going to make things so much easier for you down the road.
1: Well, this is an interesting approach, and we're going to spend some more time here on Critical Mass Radio Show talking with Scott Duffy, CEO and founder of The Launch Project. So it sounds like you're saying an entrepreneur to be successful isn't doing his entrepreneurial or her entrepreneurial stuff in a vacuum. This is true. It's interrelated with life.
2: That is so true. I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, I had an opportunity to to work on an event with Howard Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks. Sure. And I am like the biggest fan of Starbucks. I think I eat, <laughs> I, I like drink their coffee like ten times a day. Even though okay. I, I just, I just love it. And I was so. I get excited. that sense, by the way. And <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Yeah. I, and I was so excited. To have the chance to meet him. Sure. And um, I remember that he gave a, a presentation for about an hour. And, and as an entrepreneur, I was looking for ways to connect. But the, the presentation itself felt really corporate. Mm. You know, it, it felt more like a press release to me. Okay. And I remember there was a QA and a after he spoke. And a friend of mine got up. And he said something that I think everybody else was thinking. He said, you know, Mr. Schultz, he said, I'm a big fan myself. He said, but there's one thing that I just learned. He said that you're not anything like me. Lord, and he said, and the reason is when you talk about struggle, you had a billion dollars in your pocket. And most of the people in this room as entrepreneurs, when they're struggling, they're yeah. just trying to figure out how to eat.
1: Yeah, there's not a billion dollars in the entrepreneurs in the room, probably. right. That's if right. they all put their right resource together at that point.
2: That's right. And, and in that moment, I got to tell you, Howard Schultz, I became an even bigger fan. Why? Because he stood up and he walked across the stage and he said, I'm exactly like you. Let me tell you a story. And he told the story about how he got started, how he was a salesman, how he walked into Starbucks as a sales guy, loved the store, loved Seattle, had a great idea. By the way, his big idea was he wanted to put an espresso machine in the store. Uh-huh. And as an employee, they said no. And he left the company after being hired. And, and, and he went off and he found another, another coffee brand that he wanted to, to rep. And he thought he'd, he'd start to you know, open the store himself. And one day, he got a call. And the phone call was from his father-in-law, who said, Howard, I'd love to get together. And Howard knew it was coming. What he said is, Howard, I love you. I respect you. And he said, but here's the thing. You've had this dream. You've had this vision to open up this business. Hmm. And your wife, my daughter, is the only person taking home a paycheck. And it's been like that for a year and a half. And by the way, she's six months pregnant. Oh, my goodness. And he said, and so maybe, I say this with all due respect, he said, maybe it's time to to put that on hold. You know, maybe it's time to put that dream on hold and maybe do something else. Uh And Howard went home and he told this story to his wife. And she said to him, she said, Howard, no, this isn't just your dream. It's our dream.
1: Wow. It's
2: not just your vision. It's our vision. We're going to stay up all night if we have to. And we're going to figure this out. And they did. Oh. And you see, what I learned in that moment is this. What I learned is. As an entrepreneur, I always thought that I was like the most important person in the business because I founded it or I had like all the fancy titles, but the most important person in our business is the person that we come home to. Wow. It's the person that I don't call the chief executive officer. It's the chief venting officer. (laughs) (laughs) They got to hear about all the tough stuff that happens during the day and And be supportive and be supportive. And the thing is that they're typically just as at, as at risk as we are.
1: Oh yeah, right.
2: More at risk because they don't have any control. They have no control,
1: right? But they have they, influence. They but.
2: have influence, but they give us the opportunity that we need to go and, and live whatever is that that fire that lives inside of us. And and what I've learned is that I love to share is this. I think there's three ways that you manage that relationship.
1: Okay, get home. your pens out, ladies and gentlemen. There are three ways.
2: Here we go. The the first is this. You need to get on the same page as your your chief venting officer, as your partner before you start the business about how much money and how much time you're going to risk. And I can tell you this, I would rather risk less and be on the same page as that person than risk more and know they've always got a knot in their stomach. Right. The second thing I've learned is this. I've learned that you need to figure out what their communication strategy is. And this is so important and usually overlooked. You see, some people, they like to like know blow by blow what's going on in the business, They want to really be involved. Other people, that emotional up and down, right, it's way too much. You're burning
1: me out, right? You're burning me out.
2: And for an entrepreneur, you may feel awesome at 11 o'clock <laughs> at night when you get your crummy day off your chest but your partner yeah. lies up all night with mm. their eyes open because they're worried about oh, you those are too powerful can't wait for the third one you gotta so you gotta get on the same page and then the last thing is this my wife rachel she told me this the way you spell love with an entrepreneur is t-i-m-e mm. you've got to figure out how to make time for those people
1: right wow that was worth the price of admission right Starts there thank you you know it reminds me of the story briefly then we're gonna take our commercial break when i started this business which was in 2007 i came home i was the president general manager of a manufacturing division of a big corporation I had realized my career dream which was to be the boss right of something like that's that size 70 million 700 employees whatever and i came home to my wife i was 49 hmm. we had two kids about to go into college and i said i've got an inspiration i want to quit this job this corporate gig and I want to start my own business and build CEO peer groups and masterminds for small and middle market business owners mm-hmm. and she looked at me and she said it makes perfect sense see that's awesome man. yeah and I was like I didn't know what she was going to say right man, honey, chills, honey, that's, that's not the, awesome right there's a lot of good reasons why that's not the time to do it right <laughs> mm-hmm. but that's supposed to be your prime earning years but if, if she wouldn't have given me that free uh, freedom to go and do it yeah. I would have I'd have found a way to do it anyway probably but I could have been on the wrong set of tracks that's right. With her.
2: And, and you know, I feel like we could all use the person in our life, whether we're a guy or a girl, it doesn't matter, that's got like the Adrian, like that gives you the Rocky speech, you know, yeah. you know, that like that motivational speech when you need it. <laughs> yeah. And unless you're on the same page, you're not going to get it.
1: You're yeah. not going to get it. All right. Well, this is fantastic. That's the first 10 minutes for our 20 minute talk with Scott Duffy, CEO and founder of The Launch Project. We haven't even gotten to The Launch Project yet, but don't go anywhere because we are guaranteed when we come back from these commercial words from our advertisers.
0: We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation safely and securely, ensuring that it will both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com.
1: And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. Scott Duffy, who is CEO and founder of The Launch Project, is our guest for this segment. And I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our shows as a podcast. Last month, you downloaded over 14,000 shows during the last 30 days. Well, that was last month, right? We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. If you're listening to this show either live as a podcast, we would appreciate it if you're using iTunes to go in and write a short review for the Critical Mass Radio Show series on iTunes. It really helps our visibility with others who are yet to discover the program. All right, Mr. Duffy, let's get back to you and your business. What is the Launch Project?
2: Well, the Launch Project is a mission To help millions of people around the world to live their dreams through entrepreneurship. Okay. And it will be launching this fall.
1: Okay. And what is it?
2: It is a step-by-step process for taking your idea, whatever that is, um, and taking it to market. Okay. And, you know, it, it's not about building the next Google or Facebook or Virgin. Again, it's about planting a flag, whether it's, you know, helping out your kid and their soccer team or, or building a great company. It really doesn't matter. Okay. Because I believe that, that all the answers to all the problems that we have out there today, they lie within all of us as entrepreneurs. I just I want to help show you how to do it.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so... Regardless of what your intention is, and you know, during the break we were saying, well, who listens to the show? And our demographics are CEOs and business owners and executives. And many of those executives who are in that category are people who are entrepreneurs in waiting, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm trying to help them because I think, frankly, while entrepreneurship isn't for everybody, everyone should try it at mm-hmm. some point in their career just to see maybe they're missing something that they're really good at. I hate to have regrets, so, this is true. So if you've got a message for any of those people that are wanting to, to give up the pu- security of the corporate world for the whatever it is in the entrepreneurial world, any advice for them?
2: Well, it reminds me of a story. So, of course. Uh, yeah. I knew that. <laughs> it reminds me of a
1: story. <laughs> Stories are great.
2: So a, a few years ago, um, I was invited by, by Richard Branson and the Virgin Group to go to his home on Necker Island. And I was so just excited to be included and to be there. And I remember the first night that we arrived, um, when it was time for dinner, all of us got in these little tiny boats. And we headed out, it was pitch black at night, to the island next door, which, by the way, he had just purchased, called Mosquito Island. Because I guess if you're going to own one island, you might as well own the one next door, right? And we went around this little tiny, tiny, like uh, side of the island. I remember there were these like tiki torches and and we got out. It was just, it was crazy. There was literally nothing on this little lump of land. Mm. And I grabbed my dinner and I was looking for a place to sit. And I saw Richard sitting on the beach. So I went and I sat down next to him. That's pretty brave. Yeah. And, you know, he was talking on the phone and it sounded like he was just so passionate about something. And so when he got off. Seemed like everyone else knew what it was. So I asked him, What is it? What is it that it looks like you want to buy? And he said, This, the rainforest. And I said, The rainforest, which one? And he said, The Amazon. (laughs) Is it for sale? Yeah. You know, right? If you're going to buy a rainforest, you might as well buy the biggest one. And I remember saying, It was like a cartoon where I just wanted to pull the words back in. I remember saying (laughs) what I thought everybody else was thinking, which is, That's impossible. (laughs) I was thinking of something else, but okay. (laughs) And and I remember Richard looking at me and and saying, you want to learn something like, you want to learn how to buy a rainforest, I'll teach you how to do it. And basically said, if we wanted to buy a rainforest, first of all, why would we do it? And he had purpose. You know, he wanted to protect this area from deforestation, protect the animals, all that stuff. So, okay, so we've got that purpose. He said, if that's what we want to, he said, do we really have to buy it or could we lease it? And for me, that was a huge shift in thinking. And then he said, how many people do we know that have tremendous wealth? Actually, before he said that, he said, I'm a pretty good negotiator. If you got me in the right room with a willing seller, do you think I'm somebody that could negotiate a deal? And I said, I'd bet on you. And he said, okay, so if we could do that, who do we know that has a lot of wealth that could help contribute to this cause? And the people around started going through a list of billionaires. And then he said, no, no, no. He said, what if we made it possible for everyone that felt passionate about this? Contribute a dollar, whatever you can. Right, but the
1: numbers are huge.
2: Right, but he's like effectively crowdsourcing buying the rainforest. Right. And I remember thinking in that moment that buying the rainforest in like 5 minutes seemed easier than eating a bowl of soup. <laughs> And, and, and I think that what I learned at that time was that it, it doesn't matter how big your dream is, what it is you want to do, what the situation you're in is. If you have the right mindset and, and the right resources and put the right people in place, you can achieve virtually anything that you dream. And, and I think that one of the biggest entrepreneurs make is they just fail to get started. And they fail because they think that they need to have everything right. in place. Right, right. Before they yes, right, jump in. Right, because right. the risk is too high. Because the, the risk is too high. If I haven't figured it all out. That's right. But but what I've learned is that the most successful people I've been around, they've learned how to identify and accumulate the resources that they need each and every step of the oh. way. And that's the key right there.
1: And there's some things you're not going to learn until you start
2: doing. It's true. This is true. And and you may think that you know everything there is to know about your market, about your product. You may build something, and it's beautiful. It's what everyone told you they wanted. But once they get it in their hands and Mm. they start to play with it, they may make distinctions and realize that it's something slightly different that's going to kind of become the right product market fit.
1: Right. So let's talk about your 12-week program. Yes. What. Is this the type of material that people who are going to be exposed to your 12-week program are going to get? or What is the curriculum or outline or idea behind the 12-week program?
2: Well, I believe that you should be able to take any idea, no matter how big to market, in 12 weeks or less. And and most people say, well, I need more time.
1: Yeah, that sounds... I need more time. But to me, I'll
2: tell you, here's the thing. More time means more complexity, more risk, more capital at stake. Right, building a big, bigger product when you don't know if the smallest version of it works. Right. And so what I'm a, a fan of is, is focusing on one thing, not the hardest thing, the simplest thing, what I call the minimum viable product, okay. and getting that in customers' hands as fast as possible, getting feedback, iterating from what you learn, and relaunching. And, you know, if you want to own a sandwich shop, Start making sandwiches and hmm. start making sides and see what people so want. So many
1: successful entrepreneurs made, had a homemade recipe and people kept telling them, you ought to, you ought to sell this, you ought to sell this. And then they start selling it and it scales from there. That's so that's right. your minimum viable product, right? That's
2: your minimum viable product. And, you know, I think when people hear that, like, that kind of sounds like a technical term. And a lot of people think that that only applies to technical businesses right. like websites, yeah. but it applies to everything. And, and the, the thing that's so amazing about being an entrepreneur today is it's so easy to find your target audience. They niche down in social media, on television, right. in community groups. Right.
1: They self-collect and self-form, right?
2: They do. They self-collect, they self-form, and you can get your product in their hands so quickly and so easily and with so little money and get feedback you know like overnight it's awesome and with you mentioned
1: crowdfunding before and it was one of our live shows we did an episode with indiegogo and some others on crowdfunding and it is amazing how you can chum the water with future customers by using a crowdfunding platform to to get exposure to them and you get interest clients and you get money yes which, which is always a challenge for an entrepreneur most times when they're bootstrapping and starting their business yes so you must be a fan of crowdfunding then
2: i'm, I'm a fan i'm a fan of of whatever acquiring <laughs> whatever it takes to get that thing out there you know i think as entrepreneurs we just we have to be scrappy you yes, know and you we can and, and boots i mean that's a great lesson bootstrapping you know mo- most people think i got to go raise a billion dollars before i get started you know you don't need to you
1: don't need those people in your life maybe at that point either right
2: that's right What you need to do is figure out what you need, the capital and other resources. Find people around you in your network or in your network's network that are entrepreneurs that are also trying to grow on a budget and figure out how you can trade with those people and add value to each other's businesses. I mean, I find that a lot of people that come to me and say, I need to raise a million dollars. When we teach them how to really bootstrap and leverage bootstrapping, they find that they never need to raise capital.
1: Oh, my God. What a different world that is. It
2: is. It is. It is and it happens all the time.
1: I have nothing I have no bias against investors and venture capitalists etc. but as an entrepreneur at some point it's nice for a while to be able to be unencumbered by those other voices in your life. So if, true. If you if you can do it on your own, I think speak what you want to get done and people will conspire to help you. Yes. So if you've got a big idea, start talking to it. Don't be afraid of it. Let people know about it. And it's amazing to me how I've seen this work for myself and other clients, how many people will rally around and say, well, you know, I can't help you, but I know somebody who, and all of a sudden, before you know you, have a warm introduction to somebody who can open a door or maybe help you.
2: And, and here's the key to that. When you're giving them your, your, your elevator pitch, it's, my name is, this is my company, here's what we do, here's the market that we serve, here's how they benefit. Can I help you or is there somebody that you know that this could benefit? Right. Ask for the order. You can say all that in under 30 seconds and you can make That's it. That's good secure. that you know it too. That's true. You got to know it. Right. I tell people to write their business plan on one page. They say, I need more space. And I say to them, if you don't understand your business and can't summarize the most important parts about it on one page, you don't understand it and neither will anybody else. Right,
1: right. Or they'll misunderstand it and they think they're helping you and they're putting you in the wrong direction. Because that's the other thing that I see many times for an entrepreneur. Life will give you challenges to see if you're really committed to that thing that you said you're committed to, either because people will try to pull you in a different direction or you'll meet obstacles that others might quit behind. Just be ready as an entrepreneur for challenges that will defocus you. And you have to balance that against the idea that maybe what you originally thought was the right product isn't when you get it into the market and people help you to make a better product. I always find that to be a delicate
2: decision for the entrepreneur to make. It, it is, you know, it's it's like it, there's all kinds of things that are going on. There's like there's I call it shiny ball syndrome where <laughs> as an entrepreneur there's so many great ideas right. around you focusing on one thing. There's the customer feedback thing where everyone's saying well what if you did this, what if you and, and it, it, it can be very difficult to stay focused, you know. Right. But when you've got a one-page plan and you're fo- and look Here's what I think. This, this is what happens with entrepreneurs. I call it hammers and nails syndrome. So I give you one hammer, I give you one nail. And you have a really simple job. All you have to do is take that hammer and drive that nail into one piece of wood. Just nail nail that one thing, that, that one business. Now, you may miss the first time, you may miss the second. Eventually, I'm going to bet that you're going to nail it. Right. Now, let's say I give you as an entrepreneur two hammers and two nails you got a problem. Who's going to hold the nails? And you find somebody crazy enough to do it, you still have to take one hammer in each hand. you got to raise them up at the same time. you got to strike. The odds are you'll miss the first, the second. You may never get it right. Now let's say I give you 10 hammers and 10 nails. You get the point. The biggest problem that entrepreneurs have when trying to launch is they focus on too many things. Right. So what I say is focus on one hammer, one nail do it well then move on to the next thing
1: i love that i had i had for years a poster of an eagle that i bought off of some on, online shop and the, the proverb or the saying underneath was if you chase two rabbits both will get away mm. which is focused that's a great one that right. is yeah so true okay so scott duffy founder and ceo if someone wants to learn more about you or the launch project how do they do that
2: Pick up my new book launch. It's available at bookstores all over the country or online. Okay. Um, Or go to my website at com.
1: Well, in this kind of content and this type of energy, is that what we're going to find in your book? And more. Oh, my God. How can you not go out and buy that right now, ladies and gentlemen? This has been a kick in the pants. You're a tremendous interviewee. You're a great guest. Thanks for being a friend of our program and a part of our community. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed both of these segments today here on Critical Mass Radio Show. I'd like to thank our advertisers, for without whom we wouldn't have this show. Brandman University, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS production. Our engineer for today is Paul Roberts. Crystal Nunley is the producer. Kathleen Shepherds, our guest coordinator. Our marketing strategist and live event coordinator is Asia Celestino. Melissa Padani is our social media manager, VP of sales, Rose Chimura, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business or you want to refer a guest or advertise, visit our website, criticalmassforbusiness.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.